Although I don't think we talk about uh, your appreciation for feet with your family. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> And welcome to episode 126 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG fan music podcast. I am your host, Mike Salbato, and we have a really cool episode for you today. Uh, we've actually been trying to record this one for, I don't know, six or seven weeks, but we finally got it together, and I'm excited to see how this turns out. And I'm also going to, I'm also excited to see how many more times I can say excited in this one sentence. It's a terrible intro. Someone take it from me. Hi, Hillary. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hillary's here too. We have four people. Yes, um, and, and let's introduce the rest of our panel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Lucas is here. I'm excited. Yay! Me too. And Gio is here with us, too, to round out our panel. I'm also excited. Yeah. All right. Everyone's excited. Enthusiasm the, levels are critical. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> of excitement. Okay. So I know we've talked about this in other episodes of how this was coming up. But if you haven't listened, we got to introduce this concept of today's interesting uh, build your own RPG episode. If that's really what we're calling it, but I think it is. Been, I'm so used to calling it this, you know, behind the scenes. I think we'll just stick with it. Um, yeah. But this was your idea, Hillary. So uh, you want to tell people like what we did here and what this is all about? Sure. Um I guess you could also say BYORPG, but then that could also mean bring your own RPG. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, we are bringing our own RPG music. So That's true. It does work on both levels. <laughs> um, so the idea behind this is, if you look at it, most RPG stories, most games have certain types of tracks that fit certain moments, certain places in the game, certain expectations. You know, maybe even the vast majority of the time, they, they sound a certain way. And so... I thought, why not kind of mix and match those components and kind of create our own feel and our own story by choosing whatever um, song that we want in each particular category. So for like example, uh, a mapper overworld theme and just add whatever, whatever game, whichever song you think would be appropriate for a mapper overworld. Um, generally, I think we are sticking to, you know, whatever we pick is in that category for the most part. But the idea is to just kind of fit songs from a bunch of different games together to kind of get all of those components together and make our own RPG. Do we have to, like, name the RPG at the end? Is that the idea? Oh, that can be fun. We're going to put all this together and be like, here's what it's called and here's what it's about. I mean, if we if that's how we want to like summarize at the end, we could. Okay. Um, I know when talking about this episode, like some of my suggestions for just kind of like taking notes and thinking about the songs were, you know, how they fit together, um, why we think each song fits its category particularly well, and kind of what feel or like what in the music inspired us to put it in that spot, you know, we just choose it. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I think mostly we ended up picking songs that already were in the same category in our original games, mm-hmm. but... There might be some surprises, too. Yeah. yeah they felt very... Uh, a lot of them felt very quintessential of whatever those categories were to me. Like, I feel like everybody kind of did a good job of finding stuff that when you listen to it, it's like, like I don't even need to think about what category it is. It's yeah. definitely that one. Right. Or exemplary. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I also have quintessential in my notes, but only on one song in particular. Ooh. Although I, I agree, it's it works pretty much across the board. Um, yeah. Although this. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say like, well, one aspect of the challenge of like picking songs I liked was that we uh and and rhythm encounter like there's a list of songs that we like we list down all the songs that we've used before in past mm-hmm. episodes so. Uh, it was nice to, it was because like some of the songs I wanted to pick were picked before. And so it forced me to look, you know, uh, to like, you know, explore other OSTs that I've heard before or like that I like. And yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it quite a bit. Oh, good. You know, if your <laughs> if your original picks were before episode 50 that you could have used them again, right? Yeah, but like I, I, I normally like to not do that no oh, okay. i think I, I i skirted i'd like i skirted that rule a bit here like i picked a different version of a song okay yeah i was i'm curious and if you remember like what were some of your original ones that you decided not to do for that reason yeah i think i i can mention that when we come to it okay as we go yeah it sounds yeah, good go. yeah <laughs> okay yeah, i know we're spending a lot of time talking about the songs but i guess we can start introducing them too so I guess I'll, I'll run down just quickly, like the idea here, like because we had different categories. Uh, if you're looking uh, at our show notes, whether in your podcast app or on RPG Fan, you'll see we have a, a title theme, a map theme, town, dungeon, battle, uh, a sad or emotional theme, because you always got to have one of those, mm-hmm. uh, a final boss theme and an ending theme. So we, we distilled it down to like eight main categories to fit our, our usual eight songs. So we're still going to do like we usually do on Rhythm Encounter. We'll talk about two at a time. So we're going to go in order here, and we're going to start with the title main theme. So, Hillary, you picked our... Actually, you picked our opening and ending for this. I did. I think it it worked out very well. Um, I asked everybody what they would most... What, you know, type of song they would most like to do, and it just so happened to work out that I got to frame our whole story our whole RPG today with a title and an ending. Uh, so from- does that mean does that mean the rest of us were, were didn't want that pressure and we're like, yeah, let someone else do that, and it ended up being you. <laughs> or maybe they were like, yeah, it's it's her idea; she can frame everything. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for my my pick for the title main theme, I picked the opening animation theme from Breath of Fire Four. Oh, excellent choice. And then our map or overworld theme uh, is from Geo. So what do we got? Yeah, I picked uh, an arrangement of Quaterra Woods from E6, The Ark of Nepishtim. It's from the Falcom Field Sand My album. All right. Let's go listen to Breath of Fire 4's opening animation and Quaterra Woods from E6.
So, yeah, I love this opening theme. Uh, it was definitely on my shortlist for the opening and endings uh, episode that we did long ago at this point. Uh, it's one that I've always kind of wanted to bring on rhythm and fit in. And this was just the absolute perfect opportunity because it, it kind of exemplified a lot of things that I wanted to start us off with uh, for our RPG today. So I think some components people are kind of expecting is some kind of sense of mystery, some kind of driving task or force or quest, and a little bit of kind of a let's go on an adventure kind of a traveling sort of vibe. And I think this song hits all three of those pretty well. Uh, I think you get kind of the mystery aspect from the atonal vocals and like the little tinkly piano. Um, and the instrument that I think is supposed to sound like a sitar that kind of does that little scale. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it's not really a scale, it's a few notes, but yeah. And then I think the bass and percussion really, you kind of get that we're on a journey, we have a task to do kind of vibe. And it also has kind of like a some floaty un overtones. I want to say to it that makes it feel kind of grand and large scale. Like I kind of picture it as this like a just kind of like an aerial view of the whole world kind of kind of thing. So I think it works really well for an opening. It's kind of expansive yet it hits all those other moods that I would kind of want in an opening for my RPG. Definitely. I, the big thing I had as a note with this was this gives me that very nostalgic feeling being an anime fan from the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, it has that very epic, like, and a lot of them have that same kind of, like, atonal vocal tracks. Uh, definitely giving me that vibe of something like a, like a Lotus War or that sort of thing. Oh my gosh, yes. And that's not a bad thing to kind of call on no, as no. we're starting our no. RPG. It kind of sets the tone, and I feel like a lot of the other stuff we have works with that very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I I really think, like, the first thing I want to mention is I don't think Breath of Fire 4's music gets enough credit. Nope. Um, and I'm including myself in that. Um, not that I have anything against it. It just, it, it's, I decided it's my biggest, like, musical blind spot in the series. Because I've played one through three, and I love one through three, and I haven't played five, but I love the music in five, and just for some reason, like I just I somehow keep skipping over four. I'm like every time we talk about four, um, it's just it has such fantastic music, but this really is, uh, you know, like you both have said, just a fantastic. Oh my god, I said fantastic again. Um, <laughs> this is just it's a it's a great style. Like it's so many games, maybe not as much now but i definitely think of that era like you know i think of wild arms and like just that that cool like classic anime style intro and there's a certain i guess there is a certain sound that you associate with that um that has this like sense of adventure and all that and um i like this one too because it has a sense of adventure but also it's i think you said it's a, like a little mysterious too mm -hmm. um it's just a neat sound so uh yeah it, it just suggests that you're in for a very interesting adventure. Uh, for me, as someone who hasn't played Breath of Fire 4, I think 
what came up for me was Suikoden 3, Suikoden 3's opening theme, which uses the same kind of uh, vocals, uh, atonal vocals. And so, like, the vibe I got was that um, we're in for, like, I, I couldn't shake the Suikoden mindset out. So, I, the vibe I got was that we're in for, like, uh, you know, a story of, like, political intrigue and, you know, uh, and, that kind of mystery like um like the the machinations of like countries and stuff like that <laughs> oh okay so maybe we're gonna have some competing kingdoms in our rpg yeah. and thinking about this one along with the next couple which i won't like spoil too much but i kind of got a picture of like maybe something like that but also revolving around like resources or land or something natural Oh, right. We're battling over those. Okay. Yeah, because our, our next two songs are very, like, nature-heavy. Yeah. Nature-centric. Uh-huh. I was just going to say, uh, I also think that this was a good starting point. Um, you mentioned this, the, like, sitar kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have a lot of like, instrumental callbacks to that same kind of vibe as that. Uh, even going into the next one where there's kind of that walking uh, walking guitar kind of vibe to it that is reminiscent of that same instrumentation. Yeah, it's kind of complimentary. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's a yeah, that's a so. good that's a good segue to your song then, Gio. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I like what Lucas said because I was gonna uh, I was actually gonna say something like yeah, that, that's kind of the vibe I wanted to evoke. I feel like this version of Quotera was just the, the original song's really, really nice, by the way. Um, uh, it, we, it, it gives, it really gives off that vibe that we're on a journey, not unlike the Breath of Fire games and or really any game. And actually, the main reason I chose this song is because it rewards. Uh, like the the longer it goes, like the grander the song gets. And one of the things I like about playing RPGs is, especially old ones, is like lingering on the overworld. Because um, when you linger on the overworld in, say, like Final Fantasy VII, like the song, you know, grows and develops and expands like the main theme, and it's really nice. It's one of the, my favorite favorite things. And RPGs, and so this song also kind of does that. And that's not, not to say nothing about like just the general uh, adventurous vibes of the song. Um, and it it really does fit with the first song, the 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 the, the way the guitar, like the strumming guitar, and like yeah, it just feels like it was almost composed by the same team <laughs> or something. So, yeah. I, yeah, and I, and I like that. I, I think if you're going to have, you know, some synergy, it's good to have it between your opening and your overworld or field yes. music. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. I think it's combining, like, like our first one, I think it's also combining some different types of influences and different types of instrumentation between the guitar. You also have some other instruments that sound, you know, kind of like old timey. So, You've got a little bit of that, you know, like classic kind of old time 
RPG vibe at the same time. And the strings. Yeah. And it, yes. it also... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to... I was just agreeing. The strings are, are awesome. Again, that's kind of a thing I noticed as a through line for a lot of our choices as we were going. Seemed yeah. to kind of tie things together. Yeah, and I think... I mean, if I think back through, like, really memorable overworld themes, you know, strings feature pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, but I kind of... Uh, one other thing that I think is absolutely key in, like, a field or overworld music is, like Geo sort of said, that impression of kind of continuing to travel, reach, go towards your destination, travel, yeah. Um, and I definitely got this yeah. from that. And I almost got the sense that this song could kind of be like, almost that you could have like regional variants of it, which I know some, like some RPG soundtracks oh, yeah. will take like bits and pieces Oh yeah, uh-huh. of the overworld and kind of like put it in different areas or different villages and stuff like that. And I could totally see that being pretty easy to do with this song. Actually, there's a vocal version of this song that kind of does that. Like, it's like a, uh, has like ethnic vibes, like world music vibes. And it could be that, could be that alternate version that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. You're like in a certain yeah. section of the world and it switches to yeah. that or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So this definitely hits some of the marks that we would want for field music. What? Okay. Hmm? One question I have for everybody. Uh, what type of world like, are we picturing with this song? Because I'm picturing lots and lots of forests. Like, I'm picturing... I know it's it's probably because of the title, but I'm picturing, like, very, very lush natural world. Maybe one with, like, nature-related magic or, like, nature spirits or something. <laughs> kind of like Mana. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was mm-hmm. going to say mana yeah. was on the tip of my tongue. Like a, a mana-esque world for me. I can That's definitely I see that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of lush, a lot of greenery, but then there's also like a, a little island that's a desert and a little island that's all covered in snow for no reason. <laughs> I mean, you still got to have those. That may or may not be, you know, at one of the poles of the world, but most likely it probably is. Right. I mean, we don't have to go so far as to have like, you know, Santa Claus turned into a demon or anything, but... <laughs> or an ogre, or whatever he was. As yeah. long as there's a volcano somewhere, I'm fine. Oh yeah, I gotta have a volcano too. Yeah. 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 yeah, gotta have all the extremes. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. I will also say when you mentioned the like different themes vibe, I was immediately thinking about the next song. Apparently, I do segues now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because... Oh, maybe do you want to go last then? Because I I want to say a little bit about this song. Oh, go ahead. I don't want to ruin your segue. <laughs> no, no. Keep it in your head, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, keep it. Yeah, keep it there. Retain it. Okay. Um, okay. I just had a little bit. I had a little bit. Um, beyond yeah, what, what you all said, but like I really do love some like acoustic instruments. Um, the guitar in this one, I love the guitar and the violin and how they play against each other and with each other. Um, I did actually, or we did listen to the original version. I'm glad you brought it up, Geo, um, a little bit just to compare. Uh, and it's still great, um, but like just 
you know, I don't want to just say this is an upgrade, but, you know, one was made for the PC in version in whatever year it was. And just like, I just, I think this is a really, really fantastic, like, arrangement. And why are you looking at me like that? No, no, I'm just thinking. Oh. I was just trying to <laughs> think back to the song for a second. Was that an acoustic or an electric guitar? Oh. I thought it was a little bit of electric oh, guitar. Sorry. A okay. live electric guitar. All right. So it's a guitar. I'm just going to say guitar. Point is, I like the instrumentation choices and th this interpretation of that game, or of the original version. Um, it, it really has that. And this is where I use Quintessential, just in case anyone was wondering which song it was. And for me, this was like that Quintessential, like venturing out into the wilds kind of feeling. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of RPGs that have a song that is meant to do that, but this is one of those, it really, really catches or captures that in the music. Yeah, I, I think the word I used was a kind of frontier-like. Like, I kind of picture this RPG world as one where, you know, people really have to kind of, like, forge a way for themselves and, you know, carve out their little spaces where they have villages and exist. And there's a lot of, you know, natural dangers and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah I, ha I, have, I was thinking uh, pastoral was the yeah. word that I had down. It's very, like... There's an, an element of that peaceful, like, nature-y vibe mm -hmm. to it, but also the drive to keep moving. Yep. Maybe our that. main characters are shepherds. Or yeah! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> at okay. least at the beginning. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. Can, they, can they just be, like, following some magical animal, like Greek myth style, across the world? Sure. Trying yeah. to figure out where to settle or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> what myths are those? I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I was thinking of Io, I think. So, oh, geez. I'm forgetting which which city it is. But there's there's one myth where... Some, uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. I want to say Cadmus is a... King and Harmonia have to follow the like heifer with a half moon pattern until it gets exhausted and then they, they sacrifice her to Athena and I forget which city state, one of the big city states was founded that way. Oh, okay. Because they sacrificed the cow to a heifer to Athena. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they followed the heifer to tell them like where to build their city. Gotcha. That doesn't actually have to be what's happening. That can to no, that's totally going to be a quest <laughs> in this game. Follow the magical heifer. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the quest. And then you get a city building mini game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that mm -hmm. area. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> we could just, we, city building could just be an ongoing thing in the game. It could be like Dark Cloud 2, where you're restoring little towns and stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling a segue coming on. I know Lucas, take it away. Oh, wait, am I right? Yeah, I mean, Lucas had a segue. Oh, no. We were, we were late I, I did to have it. a segue, but it, it, I mean. Oh, no. It's, it, no. It, it's ruined now, isn't it? Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. you know, it still works. It still works. I, I was just going to say uh, we had mentioned the uh, the instrumentation, you know, like the variations on the, the theme that you could use. And. Uh, I feel like you could give it kind of a a beach or island vibe 
if you went with some like mallet percussion, like some xylophone or something, and it would have a very similar vibe to Mike's act razor. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I could. I could see that. That is a good segue. I'm sorry I like yeah. stepped all over it the first time you tried to do it. You know, we had more to say, and yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, our our next block here is our Untitled Games uh, town theme and dungeon theme. So my uh, my first song here is the town theme. So I brought Hatino Village from, well, Zelda Breath of the Wild and also Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I admit I didn't closely compare the two, but technically this is the Breath of the Wild version, in case there's a difference. Um, and then Lucas, your first song is our dungeon theme today. So for the dungeon theme, I brought uh, the pyramid theme from the Actraiser Symphonic Suite. Nice. Excellent choice. So like any good uh, RPG party... We are going to first visit the town, get prepared, and then enter into the dungeon. Yep, exactly. Okay. All right, let's go check out Hatina Village and Pyramid. Thank you. 
I I always appreciate the scope of diff- of town themes in different RPGs, and you know sometimes you want something chill for your town, or maybe there's an event or something happening where you need something tense, like there's a, a bow shaped monster in the woods raining arrows down on your town of toads. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we played That's that very recently. Very specific. It is. It is. But you know so that you would have a different theme for your town during that event and versus after. No, that's true, and it's a common kind of convention that you have, like. I'm, I actually think I'm thinking back to Soul Blazer. Soul Blazer literally calls them like the Lonely Town theme and the Happy Town theme. Oh, that's good. There's yeah. a different version of the yeah. same song for mm-hmm. like before you fix everything and then after you fix everything. Yeah. So like, you know, when we were talking about doing a town theme, it's like it, you, we really could have picked all kinds of things. We could have picked any of those. It's like this is a town theme, but it's in this specific one. Or you know, here's a here's a town like like the Gorons in Zelda. They live by a volcano, so like it's going to feel different than other towns. But um, you know, if we're going to go with like you know, again, I'm not going to keep using the word quintessential. But if you want to, for me, like I wanted one of the town themes that had like this like hometown feel, and I especially wanted to pull from something that wasn't really linear because. And there's nothing wrong with a linear RPG, but, you know, a lot of them, a lot of linear RPGs, like you're, you're going to go and visit a town and look, there's the early game town, a late game. Like you don't go back to them a lot right. of times. Sometimes you absolutely cannot go back. Yeah, sometimes you can't. Um, you know, like, I, I'm, you know, we talked about, well, off air, we talked about Final Fantasy VII just a bit, but like Calm, I love Calm, but it's like that cute little town, like it has its moment in the story and then, then it's done. Um, so, like, I didn't want something like that. So I, that's why I went with Breath of the Wild, because, you know, if you want a, a game that's nonlinear, uh, those two games are definitely, you know, fit that mold. Um, so it's like it's something that you would return to a lot. And, you know, for me, when playing both of these Zelda games, I was always in this village. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I was always this village, because there's Kakariko Village and some other ones. But, you know, like, I, maybe this is the dye shop and especially in Tears of the Kingdom. There's so many quests there. There's this big, like, long-form quest of, like, the mayoral election and all these other things and all kinds of stuff you could do there. And 
um, yeah, so like I was there a lot and just, it became more and more and more like, uh, like, you know, my, one of my main like places I would teleport to or like a home base. So that's why I kind of, I have it in my head. Like this is, this is my like hometown in those games. Hmm. Um, so like the, the strings and just the really soft, delicate, comforting sound of it just felt like, like this is, this is my kind of town. Uh, in an RPG, you know, especially in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, because like things get really hairy in that game. Sometimes you're going through the depths and just like things get really messy sometimes. And it's like it's nice to just be like, OK, I need a break. I'm going to go I'm going to go chill out and catch some frogs or something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why I went with it. I know that was more about the, the song and why versus the music itself. But it's just it's so it just puts me in a nice headspace. No, it's. It was actually. I think. I think it might have been the first thing I thought of. And I'm like, I don't want to go with my first one. Like, let me look up a bunch of other town themes. But I kept coming back to it because that was the feel I wanted, and this is exactly what I got when I played these games. No, I like it because it's. It's a very. It's got a very specific feel, kind of like. It's, cozy, but it it also kind of has this, and I think it's a little bit like with the strings but and that mallet percussion at the beginning um it, it's cozy but it also has this like feeling of like this is a safe place apart from you know some of the other dangerous areas you might be going to and so, and it's a very specific type of thing like you've established for our mini rpg we want a home base type of village that we'll keep coming back to as opposed to something a little bit more linear, like you may not go back. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, it also is definitely, Oh, go ahead. go ahead. It also has a very sparse feel to it. So I could see it fitting very well. Like it contrasts enough with our overworld theme. I think that you get, it's very obvious when you're in town versus out of town, but it, thematically I think it fits because it still kind of has that not exactly frontier but kind of like slightly isolated village sort of feel pastoral yeah <laughs> and I think if we had chosen like Kakariko that would be even more pastoral that's true it could be I don't know there's something about that one this one that definitely it is that kind of like I, I like that your comment about but it feels very like sparse and I hadn't thought about that at the time but you can definitely get that vibe from it and I could even see like we had talked about like different versions of stuff or even with like with the town having different versions of stuff and if we were talking about like town building aspects this is a song that I could see different variations or adding more instrumentation to or changing the instrumentation later to kind of like make it feel more busier or more full. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't don't get me started too much on the sparseness because playing after, I thought about it playing Breath of the Wild and then playing Tears of the Kingdom, I thought about it again. Like part of me wants to just do an episode about those two games and anything else that has that kind of feel. Because like the, 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 sparseness and the way those games use music I think is really interesting Souls games yeah yeah just like the same thing <laughs> right maybe you could even be on it yeah I, I'd have to rack my brain because like 
I, other than Souls games and this, I, what else is there? I'm sure there's plenty. I mean, I don't, I can't think of them right now on the spot. Maybe we'll get Zach on since <laughs> Zach's played like almost every Souls game in the last like two months. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sure it's all go. fresh in his head. <laughs> um, yeah, these these first three, whew, they fit together so well. I'm liking yeah. it so far. So we've got. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I have nothing to add except uh, I I just fell in love with this theme more listening to it for this episode. No. Uh, <laughs> like uh, it just fits so well. It's so we need that coziness. I think in our RPG, like that's what I want. So this is it. This is the this is the choice. For me. Well, if I can do anything, I can I can bring in cozy music, huh? <laughs> I feel like I let's just listen to more and more of that these days. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hey, life is hard. We need we need that cozy feeling. We do. We can get it. You gotta have that anchor. Yeah. Anyway, here's the dungeon theme. <laughs> Speaking of things being <laughs> difficult. <laughs> but actually going along with this sort of like world building, town building, because it kind of seems like a theme we're going for like growth for our RPG. Uh, this comes, this next one comes from a game and that's exactly what you're doing. Exactly. It is, uh, Tracer is one of my favorite games. And when I saw that it was even a possibility to bring on, I was very excited because I love the music in it. Um, I know it's right on the edge of RPG, but it's music, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to think of, I mean, cause Actraiser is the like ultimate of town dungeon, town dungeon, because you literally are fighting the dun or going through the dungeon to like create or rebuild the town. And then eventually to save the people in that town. Um, and Pyramid was the one that felt the most dungeony to me. Um, <laughs> it and it's one of the most like subterranean. It has this very mysterious outside. It definitely isn't comfortable. <laughs> um, I did actually appreciate when I was listening to them like in order that these both have this kind of like strings with a wind instrument over them kind of vibe uh the like i guess i'm not 100 percent sure it was a wind instrument in the breath of the wild one but the like the melody line in that one and the oboe and pyramid kind of almost felt like two sides to a coin and uh they both have the uh the like xylophone uh, going in different parts so yeah I, I kind of liked it as a kind of like mysterious dark reflection of our our town theme yeah I think you get a little bit of winds kind of setting the tone in the village but then in in pyramid they're setting the tone again but it's it's different because the winds are doing you know, kind of that expected sort of vaguely like Egyptian sounding little runs. And the one thing that just really hit me with Pyramid was the the, the 
brass blares, like especially the tuba. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, definitely a little bit jarring, but that's that's good because if you want that anywhere in your RPG world, you want it in a dungeon, probably keep you on your toes. Yeah. No, I like this choice. You know, it's it's actually similar to town themes in that there are a lot of different uh, ways you could have gone with the dungeon theme. Um, but I like the kind of mysterious, like you said, subterranean. Like, that's a good one because, you know, some of the things from Actraiser are not, they don't have that, whatever, that dungeon feel uh, because you're not really in a dungeon. Right. Um, so, like, this was great. This is a really good choice for that. And I, and I agree that it is definitely just at the edge of what we cover. Um, I, because, but, you know, the, the action RPG and, like, you know, you do get stronger in the sim elements. Like, it's it's close enough, you know? Unlike Actraiser 2. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it'd be hard to make a case We don't that. talk about Actraiser 2. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, this is good. And I, I, I do really love the symphonic suite, the whole album. Yeah. Uh, really good so uh, otherwise otherwise you guys covered my notes I like the tuba too Uh, if anybody's an ActRaiser fan definitely check out the Wayo Records uh, release of the ActRaiser soundtrack because it's got the symphonic suite and original stuff Um, yeah Yeah, oh go ahead I, I will double down on that and just say I considered bringing the original version of this one. That was, I had picked my songs relatively early, but I hadn't decided whether I wanted to go with a, with the original or the symphonic versions. And I mean, both of them are great. It's always amazing to me what they, what you can do with those <laughs> sound chips. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the symphonic suite is just, so awesome. <laughs> Definitely worth picking up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, like my thoughts were that I detected like a hint of whimsy in the dungeon theme because of the the trumpet blares, like this, the way it bounces around, and um, I like that too because like the vibe I was getting from the first three songs we did was that it's not really a a dark RPG what we're making here. Yeah. And so I can see that. Yeah. And so um I like that the dungeon theme, while it does keep you like on your toes, it's also not oppressive, I think, which I like. And it's just a it's just a nice song. It's a nice little song. Yeah. Oh one other thing that I wanted to mention with this. You uh, you mentioned the tuba kind of keeping you on your toes. One thing that happens in dungeons is the theme gets interrupted a lot. Because you get into battles. (laughs) Yeah. And having that strong intro of just like making you jump a little. I could totally see myself like getting caught off guard by that transition back to the tuba at some point <laughs> after a battle oh my gosh and thinking about that with the battle theme that we chose that going between those two a bunch of that <laughs> that is great i'm glad 
we did that well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, before we get into that, I just wanted to ask really quick, like, and obviously, Hillary, I know you have, but um, have you guys played the remake at all of Actraiser? Yeah. Yes. I did not finish it. Okay. No, we haven't yet either. <laughs> Which Overall, says something about how I felt about it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's pretty good. Um, I, I know I liked parts of it. Well, we played it when it was new, and I know that they, after that, they had patched it where like the tower defense is like toned down a little bit. Yes. I think there was too much, too much. of that. Okay. That actually makes me, I did not realize that. That was one of the things that I didn't like was the fact that I was spending about three times as long in the tower defense sections as I was in the rest of the game. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't, so I always wonder if that's how, a lot of people experienced it or just like you know because we had we've played the original a lot so i'm like are we going too fast like are we too efficient we're like okay we know to do this and do this like i wonder if we were like triggering too many like sequences we're like okay well you have unlocked the next defense thing i don't know but i mean apparently they've rebalanced it so i'm gonna get back to it yeah we i mean we had stretches where we were like oh we did all these things and then all this other stuff is waiting for us and wait what order should that be yeah did we skip a tower defense thing oh. <laughs> I don't know. so yeah i mean i want to get back to it and if if they did fix that then maybe you would like it more too yeah otherwise i think it's a pretty I, I solid definitely remake. have to give another shot yeah yeah all right did you have anything else you wanted to add about our dungeon no i was actually just gonna kind of piggyback on something Lucas said about um, how it's really amazing, which you could do with like the sound chips uh, of games and consoles back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that's one of my main takeaways for this next song. Yeah. Um, okay. So then I'm going to ask a question to oh, kind of yeah. guide us so far. Okay. Uh, before we segue. So, what are we kind of thinking about the relationship between like world, town, and dungeon? Because I kind of like what I think Lucas said about kind of like a mirror or something. So are we picturing like the dungeon is maybe some like alternate version of the town or like ooh, Ooh, it's it's under the town. Maybe it's cursed. Maybe the towns are cursed and that's what you have to free them from the curses. Okay. And then like some buildings in the town become dungeons at night or something cool. Mm. I don't know. Well, or if you're like settling, maybe you're settling on, like ruins of yeah. an older like place. And so this is like rooting out the things that that go bump in the night before people start settling. Or maybe, you know, after people start going missing or something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Which is pretty similar to Act Razor actually. Yeah. Okay. It works. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about uh, an RPG that's more RPG-like that follows the pattern of Actraiser. So, yeah. <laughs> I okay. My last thing, and then we can actually like switch because we're like kind of we're at the midway point now. Uh, I I haven't played it, so I can't really vouch for it. But I have heard uh, there's a game called Smelter. You can get it on Steam. Um, I have heard it's it is kind of Actraiser-like. Um, I think it also has some tower defense, and I think that came out before the remake. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I keep meaning to check it out, but maybe you can check it out and save me some money. I'll consider that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, I have it on my list, so uh, maybe maybe you would like it too. We'll see. Anyway, so we've reached the midpoint now, and we're finally 
this is this is a slow burn of an RPG. It took till halfway through before we get into a battle. So uh, <laughs> we're going to hear our battle theme, and then we're going to get sad, or at least emotional. Yes. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have to be sad, but uh, yeah. So Lucas, you're up again because you have our battle music too. Okay. Uh, the theme I picked for this is Battle One. Uh, from Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals. It's right so, in the name. Such a solid choice. Yeah. All right. And then, Gio, we get to your second song for our emotional theme. So what do you have? Yeah, I'm bringing uh, The Sandy Beach of Gumbo from Grandia. All right. Sounds good. Let's go listen to Battle 1 from Lufia 2 and The Sandy Beach of Gumbo from Grandia.
This was, or this song was part of the reason that I signed up for this episode. Yay! <laughs> um, I was looking through the list, the long list of songs, and realized that one of my favorites, Lufia 2, was not represented whatsoever, and I needed to correct that, and went looking for every. <laughs> every uh, card on Rhythm Encounter that I could where I could try and shoehorn it in and then this came up and it was perfect <laughs> because yeah. it is the most like it is the most battle theme of battle themes that is and, a pretty accurate description <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and like uh, like we were saying before it's amazing what they got out of. This is another one I was debating which version to do, uh, especially because there's no official alternate versions of this one that I could find. Um, but there's a lot of just like garage band covers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some stuff on OC Remix. And it's the original's just fine. And it sounds, it's just, yeah, you can tell, you can feel the guitar, the bass, the drums. It's got that rock aspect to it, but it's still chip tune, and it's, it, it, it's a battle theme. <laughs> yeah, that bass line, that was very, very impressive. Are you sure you don't want to read your note exactly as written? No. Bass line no, no, equals no, 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 chef's no, no, kiss. No, no, no. I already used that on a recent episode. <laughs> I don't care. It's great. <laughs> um, it's a great... Okay, fine. Do you not want that in the episode? You can keep that as Okay, fine. I like it. Aw, thank you. That's a great way to describe that baseline. Yeah. I mean, it, well, because of what Lucas said, right? Like, yeah. you're not used to hearing that in these limited, you know, sound chip kinds of num musical numbers. Right. So that was really, really cool. Um I also had an idea since our, you know, our dungeon theme and our battle theme. I know I talked about how, well, we sort of talked about how the two are very closely tied, right? Because dungeons are interrupted by battles. Um, but I like the fact that these two are actually from relatively older games. So I like just get this idea of like, Maybe in our musical score for our RPG, the like the ruins or the curse or whatever that's threatening the town that you have to build up is represented by, you know, 
earlier forms of video game music. Oh, okay, <laughs> clever. Okay. A little, uh, little, like maybe some uh, nostalgic nods in the in the dungeons and such. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I know, you know, Lufia 2 is one of those uh, older games that I really need to check off my list. Uh, I have I feel like I've played it in part through osmosis because my brother would play it all the time when we were younger. And the, there was a couple games. There was a lot of games that I played and some we played together. And then there was like Earthbound and Lufia 2 just ended up being his games. So like I've seen so much of them, but just never played either of those myself, except more recently with Earthbound. But, um, oh my gosh, it has such good music. Um, like, I feel like some of the battle music in Lufia uh, is really only rivaled by, like, uh, a few other RPGs of the time. Uh, not to give, not to credit just the battle music, but, like, the battle music is fantastic. Um, you know, it, and at the time, like, like just to com- make, you know, compared to like something big and obvious like Final Fantasy like you know Final Fantasy has gotten more into rock music uh, over time like especially since like Final Fantasy 10 um, there's been more of that in the games but like it wasn't back then because like who was doing like rock style music on the Super Nintendo like how are you going to pull that off um, well here there's like there's Lufia and then there's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest uh, which also has like ridiculous music. Oh for... god! Yep. Actually, that's a that's a good battle theme. Yeah. Well, and that's a good parallel because that's if you if you asked me what battle themes are similar to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say Mystic Quest. Um, but yeah, I mean, so really, my point is like, I just feel like it's it's sort of ahead of its time, it or was ahead of its time in terms of what it was doing and like how'd you how'd you really pull that off with what you were doing. And that you feel like there's a guitar and a, this bass line and all that. Um, it's just so good. I'm glad you brought it on. But the slapping on the bass. Yeah. That's the thing that gets me mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. with it. It's the, it sounds like a slap bass line and, and it's clearly not. <laughs> right. Uh, I have a question. Like, what do you call that instrument that's like ticking? That isn't the bass, like it's like in the song. Because I, I, I like it. I was hooked on it. I don't know. Hillary should be answering that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you're really good at identifying instruments. Ew, it's hard for me to tell. Um, since it all is kind of like synthy, yeah, sounds yeah, maybe I mean, like it's supposed to be guitar. Okay. Here, we're going to bring it up and hopefully it doesn't come through the headphones here right. really quick. Let's listen. Let's see. No oh, advertisement. There's an ad for Slack. We don't need that. Already using it, buddy. I guess we can... I was the... Like the percussion, or what are we talking here? Yeah, that actually sounds... Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is, if it's meant to sound like a real instrument, but... Yeah, I'm actually... I mean, I guess... Sounds like it could be a guitar guitar meant to kind of be guitar, like a... Like a rhythm guitar. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But a little hard to tell. Uh, yeah, I just like it a lot. I don't know what it is, but it it really brings the song together. Yeah, it does. It's. Yeah. And I didn't notice it quite so much until you brought it up. But it really does. It's makes the whole thing much more cohesive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So not yeah. only do we have this like kind of rock chip tune feel, but like there's also like 
more complexity to it than you would expect to. Yeah. Uh, I've never played Lufia, so I'm wondering, is there like some sort of like time element in the story or something? Because it sounds like a, a clock or... I don't know. Not really. I not, No, it's, it's a pretty straightforward, uh, you know, swords and sorcery, dungeon town kind of RPG. Is this no just time travel in this one? This is just like one of those examples of just a, a composer like just going all out. Is this an, yeah. another chance yeah. for me to bring up the the NES uh, Pictionary soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! <laughs> if you haven't, please look that up if you haven't heard it. There's no reason the song is to go with her. Yeah, gonna look that up after the. Uh, yeah, NES Pictionary, and then um, Waterworld and the Flintstones on Super Nintendo. You are not ready for that. Um, I'm blanking on the composer's name, but he, like he's he's actually put a lot of the stuff on his own channel. Um, it's so good. I can't get over it. Um, and it, it both, again, two things on Super Nintendo where you're like, why? Why were these composed for Waterworld and the Flintstones movie video game? I don't know. Uh, super good. I will also say, you mentioned how hard this goes. Yeah. I actually ended up picking Battle 1 because Battle 2 and 3 were too hard for just the regular Battle Thief. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I yeah. started at 2, and I had to take it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's but amazing. If yeah. you have not listened to those, okay. uh, the, the those are the boss theme and the, and the like big boss theme. Yeah. And they are both even more over the top than this one is and very much in the same thing. What, um, which was the category we, like, we added in later? Was it Dungeon? Because at one point... Dungeon. Yeah, because yeah. at one point we had like battle, uh, boss, boss battle. battle and final boss. We're like, well, that's a lot of boss. If we kept battle well, and we boss... We didn't have a dungeon and like that's not going to work. I know, because we were trying to hit the different levels of boss battles. Like, So if we had done that, Lucas, like if we had bat- battle and boss, would you have just done... Battle one and two from Luffy two. I would have asked if I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can see it. Well, they would have gone together, so. And it would have really yeah. amped it up. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Hey, but that speak- is an important convention to consider, right? As we're building our RPG. Exactly. There, are, there are many levels of struggle. Yeah. <laughs> many levels of struggle. And- <laughs> that's the, is that the name of the game? <laughs> Huh. No, no, okay. that's that's okay. the names. That's the poorly translated version. Oh, of the name. okay, okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, we're, I think we're holding up Geo from talking about his emotional theme here. Yes, let's, let's, let's get sad. Bring it in. Let's get sad. I was getting emotional waiting. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Please go <laughs> oh, on. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, uh, I don't really have... Okay, so I do have, like, well, basically, I picked it because I like it. I like this song a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it it never fails to make me a little emotional. Um, it's actually a love theme in the game yep. in Grandia, yeah. And but it, I find that it's a bit versatile. It doesn't really evoke. It's not. It's not really a love theme in terms of like the typical sound of a love theme like uh, in terms of like sappy violins or something or something like that 
Yeah, and uh, actually, it's it's quite it evolves. Like uh, the the coda part of the song is like completely different from the first part. And so, if I were putting together the RPG, I could like cut the song in half and like make the second half like uh, for different kinds of scenes that are also emotional. Yep. Yeah, or started yeah. at a different yeah. point. Yeah, because yeah, there's kind yeah. of that refrain at the end where it goes back to the same part from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yep. Um, <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, 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 but uh, uh, it, it still does work like a love theme, and it would be really nice if our, our RPG had like a some sort of love relationship yeah. thing Ooh. going on. Do we do, we do the extremely <laughs> right? unconventional thing of having two characters that actually like start out in a committed relationship because that almost never happens. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's rare. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, they at least have to be childhood friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Based yeah. on the, uh, the tropes that we are drawing from. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they're like in, in their thirties and like committed for many years now. Thirties. <laughs> <I think. 30s. laughs> yeah. Shepherd and Shepherdess. Yeah. Let's have an older yeah. party. Yeah, I mean, I mean, geez, by JRPG rules, they're they're reti- they're retired. <laughs> they're, they're the NPCs with the games. Yes, I'm 30 they're years old. old. Yes. You know what? I want that to be our party. Okay. Adults can do things too. That's, I actually shepherd and shepherdess that are in their 30s. I used to make that joke about Persona 2: Eternal Punishment because. Most of the characters are slightly older, like they're meant to be in their twenties. Oh yeah, maybe that's even true. late twenties. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is this is. We've got adult characters. Yeah, and I think we're all older than Raven from uh, Vesperia. How old is Raven? I think he's like thirty-two or something like that, and he's referred to as the old man <laughs> the entire time. Of course. Yep. I, I'm thirty, so. I'm no, just I'm, Gio, I'm just about there. You're not old Gio yet. Squeaked under. Yeah. Okay, so Gio can be like the plucky youngster of the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike and Hillary work well as like the main protagonists here. Yeah. Oh no. Wait, we're what? <laughs> the main we're protagonist. The shepherd and shepherdess. Okay. Yeah, shepherd okay. and shepherdess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could take care of animals. Yeah, pretty much. As Matoya leaps Yeah, out we have a bunny. Us. Hey, can I herd you? <laughs> oh, there you go. Your spirit quest is following a bunny. Okay. Yep, that, that is that is the uh, magical animal that we're following. Okay. Hold on, hold on. If we're following a white rabbit, then this can get really weird. If, that's, that's if we true. start invoking the oh, matrix. True. Oh. true. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we need to roll that one back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're getting off topic here. Um, yes. Hey, I like this yeah. song. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those, those strings really tug at my heartstrings. I'm sorry and not sorry for that one. Um, I just really had to get it out of my system, okay? Um, but, like, the first, you know, the first section, the first, like, three minutes of the song, like, really capture that feeling of... I, I'm glad you pointed out that it's a love theme because it's, it's interesting because, like you said, it's not a typical one. It's not... I couldn't tell what it was because I haven't played enough of Grandia, but it's like... I didn't think it was a straight up sad theme because it has like this, this feeling of like fondness and almost somber. Like it could be somber, but not quite sad. Um, but I like it. Like I like that all these different emotions that like, come through 
in the music and um and I like it when they they can all come through together and these different you can get these different emotions and feelings and they all coexist together um which is just got to be difficult you know like obviously I don't compose music but I you know I'm I, a lot of composers I'm sure is like especially for something like this your goal is like well I want someone to feel a certain way but so to get like an emotion emotional response out of someone I mean it's got to be tricky to do but to have it work on multiple levels uh, yeah. really impresses me I know we talked a lot about like songs that exemplify a certain type of thing and this this song is really interesting in that respect because I think like it doesn't it is very representative of an emotional song, but I think it represents overall emotional intensity rather than, you know, a certain emotion. So, because mm. I could see it being used. Yeah, I mean, it is it is used in a kind of romantic moment in Grandia, but there's like a lot of other stuff going on too, and that's kind of part of the somberness with it. Um, one One other thing I said about it is I could totally see it I'm kind of picturing like a Ghibli style sweeping vista so we could have some, you know, deep thoughts, deep emotions about what's happening in the world at large to kind of go back to our like Sukadin style thing. If we have some like a grass harp thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little Ramsa Delita moment. Yep. All of the songs that we've picked so far wouldn't be out of place in like a Ghibli movie. Atendo yes. Village, even Pyramid has that whimsy <laughs> oh, that I feel like yeah, would work. I'm, I'm thinking of, like, okay. there is some moment, is it with the soot balls? There is some moment in Spirit of the Way, away where the music gets really bouncy, kind of like in Pyramid, and I can't oh, okay. quite remember it where that. it is. Yeah. yeah like in the, the furnace room with the soot balls, I could totally see Yeah, that. it's either got to be the soot balls or like somewhere in the bathhouse with all the, you know, kind of goofy bathhouse spirits. Somewhere like that. Yeah. Anyway, no, this is a great encompassing emotional theme. And it matches musically, right? We, we yeah. talked about the strings as kind of like a through line. I think that's true here. We got some really nice piano as well. Yep. Yeah, the strings carrying through from the, especially from, I think it's the town theme and the, a little bit from the overworld oh. theme, yep. definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to do a, a real 180 then uh, musically on this next one <laughs> so our our last block here is our final boss theme and our ending theme so i brought something i i've been trying to find the right place to bring on to the show for quite a while now so i have on blade's edge from final fantasy 14 endwalker not a final boss theme but i have reasons for deciding that it is in our game and then, Hillary, you have our ending theme today, which is a really, uh, this one really surprised me. Yeah, I have a kind of odd choice. Journey's End uh, from the 2014 version of Shadowgate. I, a remake or reboot or whatever that I forgot existed. So, all right, let's go listen to On Blade's Edge and Journey's End. All right, let's finish strong.
So a while back, before Ann Walker released, uh, in like the first previews, the first media previews, we did get to hear some of the dungeon music. And the first dungeon has a really great uh, arrangement from a Final Fantasy IV dungeon. I won't get into the details, but um, but because of these previews, like because they were letting people, you know, show the boss, some of the mid-boss and final boss, like we also got a peek at some of the battle music. And I could not get over this one. Um, when we we're listening to these, looking at these previews and stuff, I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm like, this is this is obviously the dungeon boss music. I'm like, no, this is the mid boss music. And I still have not like wrapped my head around that. Um, Soken went so hard with this one. And I was like, how is this the mid boss? Like, I love the final boss, the dungeon boss music in Endwalker, but this as like mid boss dungeon music, I cannot, I just can't. Um, even back then I thought it was like, well, this, this could have been the final or a dungeon boss theme it could have been any other it could have been like a boss theme for like a big trial because it just goes so hard here um so of course i had to decide i decided that it had to be our final boss music uh the drums and the guitar are great and then that chorus that comes in um i didn't timestamp it but whatever you know it's there uh, so there's a part where there's a chorus and like there's like this transition but then there's another part where you have all the different instruments in the chorus everything laid together um it's just so exciting i mean on its own i i just i love listening to it but like hearing it in context like in the middle of a battle it just it's it's so perfect because you really want you know a good battle theme is going to like amp you up and get you excited about what you're doing and like um oh my gosh yeah. it's so good so the fact that this is the the mid boss theme, and then there's a dungeon boss, and then like the major battles, like it just keeps escalating. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go on about 14 itself, but I just I love this one for uh, actually it's sort of like uh, which one did I say it on? Like punching above its weight class, you know? It's a, it's maybe like a modern day version of the Lufia 2 battle theme. You're like, well, how? But that's great. So yeah, that they fit together. Yeah. I didn't even realize. I, I don't that know just, how that happened. That just came to me right now, actually. And this, so this is one that is not specifically in its category, but should have been. Could, it could have been. <laughs> could have been. Like I, my argument <laughs> is that it absolutely could be. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's still a boss theme, just not the boss. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, it, I mean, is. Instrument-wise, you know, we've kind of been leaning toward, like, some more modern instruments, some more odd instruments, kind of for battles and dungeons. And so the guitars, like, they fit perfectly with our battle theme. Yeah. It's a natural evolution from battle one. Or it's a drastic one, but it's still, it makes sense. Yeah, and I think the way we have it framed, like... Our battle theme is just very kind of straightforward, straight up. I think um, having a final boss theme that does have that chorus and does have kind of those quieter sections actually lends some gravitas to the to our final battle, which I think is, for me, is a very important component. I I hope I don't sound snobby here, but like I like music no. that goes really hard. But the the final boss battles that stick with me are the ones where they know how to use like those quieter moments. They know how to use pauses. They know how to 
oh, yeah. get some like weight and well, not, not just you know drive 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 well like dancing mad i mean that's one yeah. of the reasons dancing mad is so amazing uh because it has all of those and yeah it has those pauses and moments yeah so i i appreciate that that aspect of it is covered with our final boss that we have here Oh, please, please no one give me credit for, like, especially picking this as, like, an evolution of the Lufia 2. I did not think that hard. It literally was just like, I like this song, and I want it for this category. But I'm happy that it worked out that way. No, but that's (laughs) part of That's one of my favorite parts with this whole episode. Yeah. has been how many, like, how connected all of these songs managed to feel without actually being connected and without us talking about it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, we. I don't. I don't think yeah. any of us planned anything based on anyone else's choices. It was just like, let's just pick our our songs and see how they turn out. At least I didn't. I mean, I sort of like music mood wise did a little bit because I picked well after the rest of you. No, that's true. Mm, but that, that's really as far as it went. Like, I didn't look song by song and go, "Oh, these kind of." Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't want to stop anyone else from talking about the music specifically, but if we've got shepherds, if we've got like building the world, helping humanity kind of have a space in all this nature, but coexisting, you know, maybe also humans coexisting with each other and developing nations and machinations and things like that. What what does our final boss look like? Is he kind of like demonic and like the leader of all the cursed ruins or what? what are we fighting? Boss baby. I'm sorry. I'll go away. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just a really silly thing uh, to ask for everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> you Yevon. Well, I mean that's that's where you're going. You're gonna go huge and like this monstrous thing or like some something like un, some uh, something I'm assuming, right? Like if we want to go to one of the extremes. We don't have to go to an extreme. I feel I feel like with the rest of the stuff that we've talked about and with the rest of this. I could definitely see it not necessarily being a big crazy demon, but being something more human. Okay. Yeah. That is just super crazy at the same time. Luca Blight situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's the scariest part. Right. <laughs> okay. I can get, get behind that. Yeah. Some parts of the song are terrifying. Like the the first time you hear the the guitar and bass riff, um, it it is it is genuinely like I'm surprised that it's a mid boss theme. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. I, th- I really thought it was a the end of the game. I thought it was the end of End Walker. See, actually. see, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, <laughs> that's that. I mean, the the yeah. actual end boss theme and Walker is like so far beyond this. Uh, no, but okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get you get what I was thinking then. Yeah, I, I thought you just picked the final boss theme <laughs> <laughs> straight up. So that that was surprising. <laughs> uh, one thing musically, it's pretty obvious, but I still want to mention it is. Final boss battle in an RPG, you obviously want to have something that can have more than one component or more than one phase. So, like, say for 
example, maybe we have some overstepping humans that are the villains because they're just very evil, but then they also maybe harness some of the ruins power and that's phase two of the battle or, you know, oh, yeah. whatever we want to do. Like this song yeah. has us covered because it, it's got several different sections that you can, I, I can imagine like it would also be easy to intensify it even more, like add or take away. So, yeah. They harness the magical heifers. For <laughs> <laughs> evil. How? How? <laughs> physically, how do they harvest? That they take don't advantage of the it. magical heifers. <laughs> I am. They abduct gonna... the heifers, so we don't know where to build our city. Okay. No, I just mean like, <laughs> how do they harness their power? Do they have to like grab their horn or something, or what do we? Do you want wear cows? Uh, this is how you get wear cows. Okay, now it sounds like we're in a loathing game. A Do the loathing games have wear cows? Yeah. No, but they have demonic cows. Oh, the, yeah. Right. In West of Loathing. Yep. yep. Okay. I mean, there is always the classic uh, Diablo cows as well. Oh, right. You could also just have minotaurs. This is how you get minotaurs. Yeah. yeah. Are there minotaurs in Shadow Shadowgate? Oh, jeez. It's been so long. I believe there is a minotaur in Shadowgate. And I'm... <laughs> okay. Yay, transition. I was going to say, I think there is, but I'm as fun as, as much. definitely is an act racer. <laughs> there you go. There's, oh, yeah. For sure there's a minotaur yeah, act racer. Yeah. Okay, so we can have minotaurs in our game. Okay. Um, no, I. it's been so long since I played Shadowgate, and I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> Did um, you play this version? But I had a lot of fun with it. No. Okay. I played the original. Uh, but I really like this theme. Um. So, yeah, journey's end. Um, so, I picked this song partially because I think I did notice a little bit of the trend with strings, and I wanted to build on that because um, I think this piece does something really cool with the strings uh, that is suitable for an ending theme, and that's specifically... Um, a tremolo. So a tremolo is when you alternate really quickly between two notes, usually a half step apart. So you get a kind of like alternating <laughs> kind of sound. That was a bad example, but hopefully you all know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And this this song has, has a really cool effect where they have a very long, slow tremolo in the string, but then it, it <clears throat> but then the vocals kind of come in and it actually kind of resolves the chord and makes makes everything sound a lot less dissonant. So the tremolo itself is a little unsettling and dissonant, but then because of the vocals coming in, it resolves into something a little bit that sounds like a lot, a lot purer, a lot prettier, a lot more comfortable. So I kind of got that idea of an ending theme. And like one of the main things I wanted from an ending theme is that things are peaceful right at the end of the game. You're at an ending point, hopefully. Things have resolved in some way. There's always a cost, right? So it's sort of that balance of just kind of in the music of like acknowledging everything that's happened, but then also some sort of resolution. And I thought this song was really cool that way because it's it's got that really nice blend of sort of unsettling and pretty and polished. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
What is the cost, though? Like, I, did one of our characters die? We probably lost some villages. Okay. Villagers are, are we the going? Uh, are we going lunar on this? Maybe. I mean, I was. I think our game is mostly mostly pretty like upbeat. So I was more yeah. going Final Fantasy four. So like you know, if, if oh, like if okay. you if you died, if your character died, like you you come back. I mean, you're just you don't really die. No one actually dies. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, for a while it's sad. I did want to say I love you mentioned the tremolo and the the distance that that causes and we were talking about that kind of atonal dissonance in the main theme in the vocals. Yep. And I love how it kind of is an inverse of that where it has some of the same instrumentation and vocals, but it's almost like flipped where the <laughs> original has the like very, the more like simple backing with the atonal vocals. And this has the dissonant strings with the more pure vocals. It's, You're it's right. Kind of a, it is a kind of an inverse. Part. And I think that's why, like, I was running through a few songs, and I think that's actually why I ended up settling on this one, because I was like, oh, there's a weird correlation here. I like it. Yeah, I mean... I love that observation. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. Thank you for putting it so well. I, you know, I, I forgot that that this game even got this version in remake, reboot, whatever in 2014. Um, I didn't even know like what is like one of those things where I'm like, did I forget because like people didn't like it or like what was the reception? But I looked it up on Steam and like the, the reception it's like very positive rating. So like, I guess people liked it. I uh, actually have to try it. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks good. Um, but I certainly didn't know that the ending featured Jelly and Aversa. Oh yes, uh, another reason why this song in particular was on my radar is because I really like her vocals. I love her. She's so great. Um, I just think she elevates anything that she's in and she's especially good at this kind of like ethereal sound and like in her singing. Um, and I think it pairs so well with the rest of the music in this one. Um, and I don't, I don't think this, I mean, we listened a little bit to like the original, like I know parts of this soundtrack are, like interpretations of the original game from 1987. Um, I did, I think this one's all new from what I could tell. Yeah, this one does not sound like the original ending music. No. As far as I can tell. But like, you know, a bigger picture, just a comment on the soundtrack. I, I like that they did that at all. Mm -hmm. I, I'd want to go listen to some other ones and compare. But uh, yeah, but no, this is, this has that, just this really nice, like ending feeling, ending feeling. Uh, it's a good ending track. You know, I it, there's a lot you could choose, and I'm glad you picked a good one because if I had to do ending, like I I wouldn't necessarily do like a Final Fantasy, but like those some of those are the first ones I think of, but they're just too darn long. Uh, Final Fantasy like six and eight are some of my favorite endings, and uh, those are very long. Yeah, they're so long. I know, like. Uh, we we talk about doing ending themes and stuff on Rhythm Encounter. I'm like, well, we'd have to cut them, but like, you wouldn't get the effect. Maybe it would just be like a two track yeah. episode. Uh, so this is good. Like, this has a really great like feeling of resolution, but it doesn't have to be like an epic length. Um, and you know, you introduce me to something that I didn't even know existed. And, although that's really the case for a few of these. Um, like, I didn't know about the, the Falcon Fields and my album, or I had listened to it, so that was great. Um, I got we got through the whole granny thing and I forgot to mention what I was going to talk about. 
Oh, well. I I don't know why. Uh, I'm just going to say it really quick, but there was a some reason I was looking up Gumby a couple months ago. Oh, my And God. I do need to point out <laughs> the sandy beach of Gumbo, that Gumby's father's name is Gumbo. I, I saw you looking it up. That's why I was looking it up. I was like, isn't Gumby's dad named Gumbo for some reason? Can you imagine, by the way, if your parents are Gumbo and Gumba? You're like, ah, let's name our kid Gumby. I'm like, I hate you guys. (laughs) Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I didn't didn't get to mention Gumby earlier, so I'm mentioning it now. Uh, I'm very happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Let's also just... uh, talk about how on the nose like a beach village named gumbo yeah is. right <laughs> yeah that too yeah <laughs> anyway well i i'm happy with how our rpg turned out um i know we kept have all of us i think individually kept having these moments as we went and like wow like this this worked with that and like talking about it and like everything really did come together well um when we were conceptualizing this i was like I kept thinking, like, what are we going to do? Like, we're all going to pick different music, and it's like some things maybe won't fit, and we're going to have to come up with some reason. Like, well, this goes with this one because of this. or And we didn't really have to do that. It could. It, I think it would have been an interesting challenge. Well, we found reasons. We did, but, like, we didn't, we didn't need to go as far as I thought we might need to for some tracks. So we didn't pick things that were a stretch. <laughs> no, I saying. mean, everything had the right feel. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I wonder if we did this again, uh, would it would it be as cohesive as before? It was this like lightning in a bottle? That would be so much fun to to see. Well, I don't know if you if you looked at our our ideas board, but a couple of weeks ago, I had the thought of doing another version of this down the road um, and calling it like hard mode or something, where we would do the same thing, like we'd have the same eight categories, but you have to pick. A song that is not in that category from a different category like yeah. your town theme can't have been an actual town theme you'd pick something oh wow anything else wow. except the town theme for the town theme um i really want to do that okay that sounds really fun yeah yeah i'm, I'm down okay yeah, i'm down too i mean it doesn't have to be well actually maybe it probably should be the same four of us and see how we mm-hmm. how we do stuck. whatever i mean you guys can put your names on the card if you want to uh I, for a challenge i really like the idea i have no idea of what I would do for it, or which categories I would do. But. Well, you're the only one of us who has done it, really. Already, because you, you're you the one that picked something that was not exactly in the eh. category. Yeah, but it was... It was still a boss theme. Yeah, but yeah, like... Fair. Think about that, though. Like, a final boss theme or something like that that is not a boss or battle theme. Like, oh. finding something like a town theme or... I bet you could probably do like a field theme from like maybe a, an ease game or something that could work as a boss theme. I think, I don't know. I like the idea. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, that, that's definitely going to be a fun exercise. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it won't be a someday thing. Maybe it can be a later this year kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, how do, how do you guys feel? Like, you think that this worked out okay? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> Any final thoughts about our game? <laughs> I'm really sorry that we lost uh, our unnamed character along the way, but I'm glad that their sacrifice was worth it. And that they were able to probably come back somehow. 
Yeah. Well, the heifers appreciate it. <laughs> only if you uh, only if you get the good ending. Right. There you go. Yeah, the good ending where Athena brings him back to life. Yay! There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, because this was kind of a weird format, we're actually not doing a bonus track today. Uh, unless someone somehow had one. Not to put anyone on the spot, but my thought was to not do one just because... What are you going to do after the ending theme? But that's okay. That's fair. I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, so let's uh, let's do our ending stuff here. Uh, we had two games that made their debut on Rhythm Encounter, and that was, unsurprisingly, uh, Shadowgate 2014 oh. um, and ActRaiser. Somehow. Uh, so many of us like ActRaiser. Uh, Renaissance, the remake, was on episode 77, but we somehow never featured something from the original game. From the, the Symphonic Suite. Until now. That's surprising that that Symphonic Suite hasn't been on here yet. I know. Well, obviously, we got to step up our game here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. Uh, coming next on Rhythm Encounter is our Music of the Year episode for 2023. And then we're doing a compilation of Final Fantasy VII. So basically anything in the Final Fantasy VII to series uh, is fair game for that. So I think that'll be fun. It's actually coming out at just the right time to go along with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So look forward to those. Uh, if you have thoughts on this, if you know if you want to build your own RPG musically, uh, you know, give us some feedback. Uh, you can email us at music at rpgfan.com, which is also the best way to reach me personally for this show. Uh, what is the best way for people to reach you, Hillary? Uh, email is the most direct way, and that's hillaryA at rpgfan.com. Cool. How about you, Jim? Uh, you can find me on Discord, on the RPG Fan Discord. I go by Geo there. Or you can email me at geo at rpgfan.com. Cool. How about you, Lucas? Uh, you can find me on pretty much all of the social media places at uh, Rafegal, R-A-E-F-G-A-L-L uh, and on YouTube I put up a Let's Play every day. You're still playing that Pokemon game, aren't you? I'm still playing that Pokemon game. How many hours now? <laughs> uh, 200 and... It's something like 250. Holy wow. cow. You've almost <laughs> hit my Tears of the Kingdom time. It's been a lot. I've been playing it since May, so that's, it's a lot. Yeah, that's impressive. All right. Um, if you enjoyed Rhythm Encounter, be sure to also check out RPG Fan's other podcasts, uh, Random Encounter and Retro Encounter. Uh, as of this going up, Random Encounter just did an episode with two of our recent reviews on the site. And boy, you couldn't get di- more different than these two. Uh, Slay the Princess and Planet Leica. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, weird black and white game Slay the Princess and old forgotten. Well, I don't know if it's forgotten. I didn't even know about this quintet game. Uh, what? It was it was a key part of Quintet Encounter back in the day. I I know, like <laughs> it, it's one of the ones it didn't get officially translated, so I missed yeah. it. So check that out. Uh, Retro Encounter is in the middle of a two part game journal for Moon, the only game on RPG fan with a genre of anti RPG, because that's how they describe it. Uh, excited about that one. I actually just picked that up myself, so I'm not on the episode, but I want to play it. Um, and actually, later this week, after this episode goes up, Retro Encounter is posting episode 400, which is a major milestone, and we're very, very happy about that. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see how it turns out. Um, I don't know if it's 
anyone knows what's going on, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's a really, really fun concept. So uh, It was a lot of fun. We just recorded it today. Oh, that was the other oh, one you yeah. did today. Okay. I'm, yep. I can't wait. Um, yeah. It's really... It's such a great concept, but Solosi's always good at that. When when there's like an anniversary episode or something, he's like, "I want to do something interesting." Quiz shows and other like special things. Like he has such great ideas. All the so. quiz shows. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun to hear. Uh, if you have listened to Retro Encounter for a long time, it is fun because you'll get to hear uh, from a lot of uh, people from that have been on episodes in the past that aren't are uh, on episodes now. Yeah, cool. from what I understand, it involves contributions from a lot of RPG fan people. Yeah, but let's not say too much. Nope. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, so check out Random Encounter and Retro Encounter. Uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're on most platforms as RPGFan.com. Uh, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. You can reach our website at RPGFan.com. Uh, our shop uh, we have we have actually a, two kinds of shops now. Uh, so at rpgfan.com slash shop, you can get our new review card collection book. So it's about 300 pages of our Instagram review cards. Um, really, really happy with how that's turned out. Uh, everyone I know that's picked up a copy has been happy with it. So you can check that out in our shop, uh, along with our existing merch shop, T-shirts and other things like that. Um, if, if you listen to this the day it goes up, you can still get, you'll have like one day left to get our, some of our anniversary gear from 2023. Um, but that's going away on January 16th. So uh, again, if you listen right now and go, you can still get some of that. But otherwise, we are retiring the anniversary merch uh, in the middle of the month. But we're going to come out with some more merch later this year, too. So finally, uh, if you enjoyed us, listen to us and review us on Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe. Uh, I guess I need to take Google Podcasts out of this because Google is killing off podcasts. But you can listen to us on YouTube now. So you can check us out there, too. All right. Well, that's it. We're not doing bonus track, so I'm ending on YouTube. That's a weird way of ending. But, yeah, that's it. Oh, I'm really petering out here. Let's, let's get to work developing our RPG. Okay, all right. Are we do use an RPG maker, or what are we doing? That's a good question. This sounds very labor-intensive. Well, I'd rather use RPG maker than just, like, build our own engine from the ground up. Well, yes. We'll never get it done. I mean, I'm sure we all have plenty of free time to work on our uh, RPG. Yeah, don't worry I'm about sure it. We'll get all the licensing <laughs> for these games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It should be easy. We're, we'll release it this summer. Sounds good. Yep, no crunch. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank all of you for being here as well. Thank you. So we'll see you next time. Hope everyone enjoyed this format. Hope it was a little something different. Yep. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Yeah. So hopefully that does it. If, it, if you can still um, hear my breathing, I am, I'd be happy to address things. Yeah, if you could just stop breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it's hard to tell. That's one of those things. It's like it's. it's